Hello and welcome to the October 2020 edition of the Xcoders Community Podcast. I'm Jared Sorge, and this month I'm joined by Rick Walter. How's it going, Rick? Hey, how's it going, Jared? Thanks for having me. Now, we met, what was it, a little over a year ago uh, as part of a mentorship program. You had applied uh, to to be mentored, and I was looking for someone to mentor, and we kind of got paired up through that. So can you give a little bit of your backstory and how you got into or wanting to be mentored and into the, the industry? Sure, sure. Um, so I don't remember the program that that was, but I do. What was that? What was it called? Uh, it was it was the, written run by Nick Laughter. That's right. Yeah, he wanted to start up a thing. Yeah, it was super cool. Um, coming from my background, lower SES. Um, I actually went to prison when I was a teenager for many years. Um, I I didn't have a network. I didn't have a circle of people that were software engineers. I didn't have people that could guide me. Um, all that stuff is available online, but it still is nice to have like a person to talk to. Or you can ask oh, yeah. the questions, you know, like as questions come up and they're silly questions, who do you ask? You can only Google so much, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be able to be, to say like, Hey, what's the deal with this thing? I'm scared about this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that, and I mean, I had, I had jumped into coding even before I was released from prison and I started feeling like, Hey, I, I can make a career of this, but you still need somebody to talk to. So when mm-hmm. I seen that, that offer, um, the program and, and enrolled, I I was excited. I was like, this is perfect for the situation that I'm in to have somebody, um, not necessarily to get me unstuck because I can look stuff up. That mm-hmm. wasn't a problem. It was more like the questions that are a little more in the gray areas that you want to ask. Is this good for my career? Is this a thing? How will people view sure. me? You know, you know, all the things I asked you um, <laughs> at that time, which were, I'm sure there were, there were many questions. Um, no, a lot of those questions were like more career focused, which is much right. harder to Google, right? It's not like I've got this error coming out of Xcode, and then you can kind of maybe figure out what's going on depending on how esoteric the error is. It's right. what should I do with my career and how do I actually get into this industry, which is a much more difficult thing to Google. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, it is. Advice tailored more towards you rather than the general general crowd. So right. I want to back up just a just a little bit. How long were you were you in prison? I was incarcerated for seventeen years. Wow! And you hadn't really held like a, a smartphone until you <laughs> no. got out, right? No, I had a uh, before I went in. I had a pager, a beeper. Uh, that's all. <laughs> that, that's what was. Now I people did have phones. They had the little Nokia's with the like wood grain mm-hmm. cover. You know, they had. They, there were people that had them, but. I didn't have one. I had a, a pager. You'd have to, you know, if you're riding with some friends, you got to ask them to pull over to use a payphone. Somebody <laughs> paged you. <laughs> Robot Barrick. So, how did it come about that you started hearing and learning about some programming while you were still inside? I, I don't remember the exact moment, but I remember a few articles because I, I read a lot. And I remember stumbling across things in the Wall Street Journal and Newsweek and various uh, publications where they would discuss like the demand for it. Um, and it was a pretty practical-minded thing at first. It just you know piqued my interest because there was a demand for it. I don't have a skill. I was getting out into a world I didn't know. I was a teenager. I was in high school when I mm-hmm. actually went in. So I I didn't have a lot of experience with anything other than working like or some hard labor stuff and worked at Burger King, and that was it. 
So <laughs> I had no skills. And reading that there was such a high demand and um, kind of it, it, it drew me in. And I do remember a few specific things I read that made me more than just interested for practical reasons. Um, I read Paul Graham's Hackers and Painters. And I remember thinking like the book kind of, it was very, um, it was persuasive. It made you feel like programming was more than a dull, monotonous thing. And he, the way he described, there's essays in that book that describe it like painting. And it makes hmm. you feel like there's an artistic side to it. Like it's, it's, there's more to it than simply, um, you know, it's, it's prior to that, I thought it was more, I mean, of course it's detail oriented. I guess what I'm saying is I, I thought of it as like something that would be tedious. Um, mm. Maybe like accounting, you know, apologies to any of the accounting out there. I don't know. <laughs> I, that's, that's a general idea that I have of accounting is that it's really tedious. Um, whereas in this book, he, in his, it's really a collection of essays in this collection of essays. He, he makes you feel like you can take, like there's an artistic side to it and he makes it desire. Like I, after reading that, I, I was like, I'm sold. This is it. Let's, let's get into this thing. <laughs> uh, and then I, I stumbled across a program. It was uh, being discussed. We didn't have the program. I was in Florida. Um, I am in Florida and we are not very progressive. Our prison system is something you probably see out of like movies from 1932. It's the same thing. Like we're in a cabbage fields, you know, like I'm in a, I worked in a cabbage field for like a year. I mean, like it's, so it's not much different. Um, but I seen a program over mm -hmm. there in San Quentin. It was in San Quentin prison in California. And uh, so I got a peep into like the world of, you know, where like normal people live, like progressives and like people where like they care about these, these men that are incarcerated and they want to help them. And it just, it shocked me out. I couldn't believe that they were teaching these people this. So it really emboldened me to feel like I could do the same thing. Mm -hmm. They're prisoners, they're inmates, they're learning. People, somewhere, someone is going to consider hiring them. Otherwise, they wouldn't have this program. And uh, that's when I kind of decided to lean into it as a, um, as, a, as a career. Still didn't know a whole lot. I had mm -hmm. books sent in and I was reading them without any, you know, <laughs> I had like, Idiot's Guide to Programming, and I'm just reading through it by myself on my bunk. And um, we we did get it. We did get a chance though before I was out. It was a very short period of time, but um, there was a chance for me to like apply what I learned. We um, I was in a program that was kind of like a drug treatments and program thing, mm -hmm. and in here they had a library and they had some old computers and. They weren't really used. So the guy that ran the program was really cool. And he let me use these computers uh, hmm. for, you know, I could, he basically opened it up. He was cool with me about it. And I got a version of Python on a thumb drive sent in. <laughs> it wasn't legit. I mean, like, I'll just, you know, being transparent, we're supposed to have this. But uh, we got it snuck in. And so um, then I got some tutorials snuck in on a thumb drive. Um from a guy named Bucky. Bucky. We also had some Khan Academy and MIT John Gulag. I think that's his name. Um, he does some Python uh, development. So we had all these videos basically snuck in and put them on the computer, put Python on there, um, and we started learning. And I would zone out for hours at a time, and it was it was a ton of fun. It was so much fun, and I felt like I was doing that's things. Amazing. 
<laughs> right? I wasn't really doing anything. I felt like it was. I felt like I was, you know, up until that point, you can't imagine the world I came from was lower SES, trailer park. Um, I read a lot, but I still didn't, never felt like I had ever accomplished anything in my life. I'm sitting there feeling like I'm, you know, borderline NASA scientist now. <laughs> I'm just looping through a string, but, you know, you couldn't tell me I wasn't a hacker. So, um, that's amazing. We started, I never would have thought of like programming interpreter as contraband before. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They uh, and they eventually shut us down. Well, uh, I, I started getting other people involved because I started selling this. Um, started selling programming as like a. I guess I'm like a natural salesman when I'm interested in something. So everyone around me, I'm like, you got to do this. You got to do this. And, uh, mm-hmm. Read this. Look at the demand. Look at the salaries, and you know everybody's starts checking it out. So we started a class, and I didn't mm-hmm. know anything. Still, I still didn't know it, but I would teach from like the week before that I had learned whatever I had learned. Yeah, and so I would teach like you know what difference in in like um, you know like what what a class is, what properties are, what are like how to not really actually no, I don't think I was that far. I don't even think there was any object oriented design going on. It was more like you know what data structure like a, a, this is a string this is an int mm-hmm. this is this is how you loop through and so we started this class and people were loving it it was cool it was so much fun to teach people that you know you had like gangbangers and like people that normally just were doing whatever kind of engaged you see people light up cuz they they realized they could do this thing that seemed kind of maybe far fetched from what we could do before and mm-hmm. um, and of course it got shut down because Florida doesn't approve. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the warden found out we were teaching, and uh, he came in and shut us down. And um, shipped me, and actually shipped me and a couple friends, uh, shipped us away and shut the whole thing down. So we didn't get to do anything after that. But that was the intro and kind of the taste that set my uh, journey to programming and getting a job in motion. That's super cool. And then when you got out, you discovered iOS a little bit, and you started going through uh, a couple different school programs for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I started with an AS in programming because I thought maybe I needed a degree. I still didn't know. I, you know, and I guess it's still not a solid answer if you ask, do you need a degree, do you not? Clearly, you don't have I have, have no degree. To. Right, right. Like, yeah, I'm well aware of that. I know a ton of awesome developers that don't, but I also realized that I'm kind of starting behind everybody in the sense of getting someone to trust me. So I need to to, to send as many signals as I can that I can be trusted. And one signal that is kind of universal is okay. This person has a degree. Um, whether it, it's accurate or not is to be argued, but at least it sends you the idea: this person's changed. This person's working on himself. So I did. Mm-hmm. I started doing that, um, and it also helped get by because you could get the Pell Grant, you, you know, all the various uh, funding that, that you can get from the state to help you. Um, so I was doing that, working barely, you know, like part time. Didn't have to work a lot when, when you get all those like Pell Grant, the Pell Grant and the loans. Maybe I shouldn't have taken all the loans, but kind of kind of helped. Um, and I had a mobile development class. In, in that degree. So it kind of sparked the mobile development interest. Did some Android, did some iOS. iOS was way more fun to me. So I <laughs> went down that path. 
then enrolled in like a boot camp, um, mm-hmm. Lambda School's boot camp, um, and learned a ton there. It was really good. Unfortunately, they ended up closing the iOS boot camp because mm-hmm. you know they don't have the same two, three hundred students applying. It would be like the, the cohorts were like twenty, thirty, something like that. It's a pretty big group. Yeah, um, that's what I liked about it. Honestly, was that Lambda had smaller groups. You know, if you're getting taught by an instructor, it's twenty or thirty people, and I can unmute and ask questions in Zoom. It's to me that was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they eventually did away with it, and the web classes are more like two hundred people. Mm. So one hundred to two hundred, and I just wasn't interested in that. Aside from not being interested in the web development, I wasn't interested in having that many people within a cohort and not getting one-on-one time with the instructors like I did in iOS. Yeah. So yeah, did that, and uh, I was hired before I finished that boot camp, but not to an iOS position. It was to a C-sharp.net, and I had done some of that in my uh, at my college. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I didn't get the iOS position that I wanted, the native iOS position. However, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, I was going to say, however, I have not let go of that, that, uh, yeah. those aspirations yet. That's super cool. Um, and then the other thing that you've kind of started on the side is a, is a new group to support other people who are in a situation like yours who were, who were in the prison system and then getting out, wanting to get into software. Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Um, it's called Underdog Devs. It's a community of experienced. Uh, you're part of it. <laughs> it's uh, more <laughs> experienced developers than myself. Uh, let me backtrack. I guess um, I should start with. So I, I started mentoring a few people, trying to help give them my perspective, as shallow as my experience is, just give them my ideas of how to make it, how to get opportunities. Um, clearly. You know, it's lacking. I don't have a lot of experience. I don't have a ton of education. So, um, the few things I would uh, that, that I really, I, I mean, I know I can give some perspectives on it that are valuable. So, such as, it's pretty clear to me that we're not going to felons, formerly incarcerated, aren't going to get an opportunity if we don't know anyone. You have to know somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's there's exceptions to the rule, but I mean, I mean that applies to even regular software engineers let alone those of us that have, you know, these, these felonies to deal with. Um, so that was one thing I hammered home on like people that I sort of mentored and they reached out because of through Twitter and stuff, because they see that they saw that I got an opportunity and they're like, you know, for lack of a better way of describing it, they're like, Hey, this dude can get, get an opportunity. <laughs> I should be able to get an opportunity. So then they reached out, Hey, how did, how did you get it? How did you do this? Um, so. At some point, I had too many people to mentor. It was just, it was too much for me to like take on. Uh, I didn't have the bandwidth to do it. And I'm not, you know, I'm yeah. not super qualified. You know, I, they, they need they need advice from people that are more qualified, people that are been in the industry longer. Um, I can tell them the basic thing, you know, hey, networks matter. <laughs> but that's it. The next step is we need, you know, more experienced devs. So the qualifications part, it, it matters, but less so. I think the bandwidth thing, like you can't replicate yourself eight times to support all the people who need the help, right? Sure, sure. But I mean, at the same time, and like, I appreciate that, but 
there's no way you can tell me that my insight into the industry is the same as yours. You know, you've worked at Lyft, you've worked in iOS forever, you've been, you know, building since Objective-C, you've been building apps. So I just mm-hmm. feel like I can give the, the niche advice of, hey, we have to know somebody. Hey, here's how I think you should do the interview with your felony. I um, mean, I do have opinions that are pretty strong in those areas. But besides mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't have the experience that like some of you all have. Um, so building that bridge of the two worlds of the people without the networks, uh, disadvantaged folk, those with felonies, formerly incarcerated, a lot of them don't have the network. They didn't. They don't have the network of software engineers. They, same issues I had when I when yeah. I reached out to you, um, or when I was placed with you, and you and I developed that 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 bond. Um, I know how valuable it is. You know, it's just, it's, you can't even put a price on that being, having the guidance mm-hmm. of someone that's in the industry, let alone the connection, you know, like once you become friends with, you have people that can refer you. That's better than, I mean, that's better than any degree I got, you know? Um, so basically we created like a network, a community and network of people that said, Hey, I want to help these people. And I know mm-hmm. we're not the most popular people to help a lot of us myself. Definitely. I'll just speak for myself. You know, I did what I did. I needed to go to prison. I deserved to go to prison. And I was a kid. I was a teenager. And I think I learned and did some, you know, I had a lot of uh, many years of some introspection where I was able to change and work on my problems, work on my issues, the dysfunctions that I had to deal with. Um, Namely, was anger problem. I just had an anger problem growing up. And so I got into a lot of fights and once I worked, you know, why I had these issues, I was good. And so, you know, but I, um, where was I even going with that? Jerry, that? <laughs> Building <laughs> up your, was... your underdog devs community. Right. So, <laughs> so I needed that. And I know that it's unpopular to help. It's unpopular to some, to help those of us like me that, you know, I didn't, I went in for real reason and I deserve to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's super cool to find all these people that want to help. And over the years, it's been almost four years and Oh wait, in one day, it'll be four years um, tomorrow. It'll be oh, my wow. four year anniversary. Anniversary. Uh, yeah. So didn't even know that till just now. So um, <laughs> it being an unpopular thing, it's just cool that people stepped up and said, Hey, we do want to help. So it became like a community of people that care about this group and want to help them, give them a network, guide them, give them some insight. Um, And some are more committed than others. We have some mentors that are leading small groups, building um, mobile apps or a web app. Um, Mm -hmm. We have some that want to do resumes and stuff. We have, we're going to start these office hours, open office hours where uh, a mentor choo- chooses the time, like either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, um, and mm-hmm. just has like where they hang out in the Zoom for two hours um, and chat with the mentees and let them come in. Some mentors have ideas of what they want to do already, like maybe teach Git, uh, have a class on resumes or interviewing, or have a class on whatever. And some are just going to hang out and let the mentees chat with them. Uh, this week we have Sierra. She's uh, a senior Android developer at Atomic Robot, she's going to have open open office hours. And 
I'm not sure what her agenda is, but we try to leave it, leave it loose so that the mentors can kind of shape it themselves, the time mm-hmm. and the, the, the agenda. Um, but it's stuff like that. Uh, at some point, we're going to have some showcases where we take our mentees and try to get what they do, give them some exposure, like mm-hmm. their web apps or their mobile apps. Um, maybe have a night where we invite a bunch of people in to see the stuff they've built. Uh, but the, really the underlying thing, all that on top is great. Um, but really the underlying, I mean, any boot camp could do that. Any any online service, you know, um, free code camp, all those things are awesome and they work. But the underlying, really, the purpose that I had in mind was relationships. Like we're, just get these people in front of mentors and experienced industry mm-hmm. people and get them to interact and see each other and realize like some of them are some really cool people. I mean, like really everyone, I can't think of anyone's not, not that I would say <laughs> that anyways, but <laughs> so, I'm not gonna, except for so-and-so he's not cool. No, every, they're, all they're cool, genuinely cool people. people. Right. Yeah. And they're just like, you wouldn't even recognize you wouldn't, you wouldn't suspect that, you know, um, that, that any of us had done time. So the idea is to get them there, get them in front of mentors, develop a relationship, and at some point when trust is developed, hopefully maybe if there's an opportunity on one of their teams, one of the mentors teams, they think of one of the mentees. Um, that's what I'm mm-hmm. hoping for. And um, there's lots of other stuff going on around it, but really the core idea is develop relationships with the, with the people. That's awesome. And I'm just so uh, impressed and, and proud with what you've done um, to see this like spring up over the last what three months? Yeah, it's started that, about three months, three and a half months. Yeah, maybe. it's it's pretty amazing to see how it's gained traction so quickly, and I think a lot of what you have just laid out is a lot of what I've seen in the in the iOS development development community, uh, especially like around Seattle with the Xcoders. Like everybody is wanting to help everybody else, and whatever whatever people can do to answer questions, to give help along the way, everyone's been willing to do that. And mm-hmm. so the main reason I wanted to bring you on the show was to give Xcoders a look into this new community that's come up where maybe they can help out, especially as we're all still at home, right? We're not going anywhere. Right. Uh, so how do we how do we get our, our helping, uh, our, our itch to help out and to like, actually affect other people's lives. Um, um, so where where does the group meet and coordinate, and how could Xcoders get involved? So for right now, we have, I mean, we have, we just started like a YouTube channel, and we have a GitHub repo and stuff, but our main communication um, hub is our Slack group. And of course, we're like, we're not, ex- you know, we, we try not to exclude anyone. But unfortunately, there are times when we've had to. Um, Based on people that like have an awesome network already, don't need us. Um, and they, they come in, want to come in as mentees. You know, we've we've had to turn a couple down. Um, or if, like, say, the crime is technologically based, it you know it makes you pause for a second. Like, you know, if a person has had a recent crime, say two years ago or last year, of something where they were stealing information from their company's websites while they were building them, or just whatever, um, those mm-hmm. kinds of things, we have had to say no to those people as well for obvious reasons you know we're trying to build trust with the community we want them to believe that 
people coming out of underdog devs are, are dependable. Um, and that could harm other people's, uh, other people's yeah. opportunities. So aside from that, we pretty much welcome everyone. We, we mentors included. Um, we've had a lot of people that don't have a ton of bandwidth, but they want to answer questions in Slack. That's welcomed. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some that have just asked how to donate and we've gotten books and, and like, in fact, we've had some really cool O'Reilly authors donate books. Um, Ray Wonderlook and them, they donated books. Uh, the Big Nerd Ranch. Actually, the Big Nerd Ranch is a big part of this. They, um, It was their idea to start this. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I kind of left that out. I shouldn't have. Sorry, Big Nerd Ranch. <laughs> um, yeah, we all jumped on a Zoom one day, and I was we were talking about the people I was mentoring. And I was thinking, like, I was asking them if they would just do a Q&A with me, um, with the mm-hmm. guys. And... They said, why don't you just do like a Slack where we all can help when we need to, you know, when time is available. And uh, I was like, great idea. So uh, really, it's <laughs> kind of their idea. Um, them and, and my friend Dan, who you actually know, he's part of your, he's uh, interacted with you at Xcoder. He's an Xcoder. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Xcoder Dan. Dan. Yep. Uh, Dan Morris. Yeah, Dan helped. Um, Dan and, and the Big Nerd Ranch really are the main ones that were like, yeah, we can do this. Let's do this. So uh, you have people like the Big Nerd Ranch who also donated books and donate time. They're there mm-hmm. helping, mentoring. Um, we have a few others. We have a couple all-stars in there, um, like Jessica. She's like, she comes in, allows people to schedule time with her, goes over resumes, does some interview one-on-one, um, asks her what they're looking for. So you have like all levels of commitment. And so we mm-hmm. kind of are open door, have an open door policy to mentors. I don't think we can have too many. Um, yet. <laughs> We've got some amazing engineers in there. And it's just like, I'm honored that any of them would care to help us at all. Um, you included. Uh, so like, if someone wanted to help, they just could reach out on Twitter at underdog devs uh, or at, or reach out to me at our X. Um, and we'll I'll get put you plugged links to those in. in the show notes. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll get you plugged in. Um, if you know someone that has has dealt with maybe a felony or is formerly incarcerated or somebody that's just from a disadvantaged background and wants to change their life and doesn't really know where to start, doesn't have a support system, or has had trouble getting hired, um, have mm-hmm. them reach out too, and definitely have them reach out. Um, we've tried to like get more exposure for this. Um, to those people and i can't tell you man it's jerry there's so many people that reach out who have told me that they they've just they've had difficulty they've had struggles they almost gave up with with programming um because they carry a lot of this and they don't talk about it and they're not open mm-hmm. about it and it kind of like gave them a little bit of enthusiasm to see someone that not only was transparent as i was but didn't have something you could brush off it's easy to be transparent if like you know I got caught with some weed when I was, you know, once. But, like, when you have done a thing that you're not proud of and it was a terrible choice and you're still transparent about it and you still get hired, it's, you know, it's empowering to people that need to see that, that are struggling and trying yeah, to. Yeah, sure. I know we have one who's a friend of mine um, who I was mentoring before this. He couldn't even find a place in Orlando to get to stay because he's a felon. And like, this dude is so hmm. cool. He's one of the, like, he's such a good dude. He just wants to. He just wants to code. He's gotten his skills to a certain level, but he's discouraged on every corner. Couldn't even like find a place to rent. 
and so we all we came together and helped and he got a place eventually he's in underdog devs in fact he's going to come to the we have a meeting today uh with a group called next chapter who trains well they don't specifically train they they're uh bringing people in and paying for them to go to hack reactor and then placing them at a at companies hmm. so they're having an info session for our people today um he's coming cool. to that you know he's got yeah he's got like the whole world opened up and he was on the verge of of just feeling like i can't make this happen i don't know anybody yeah this isn't going to happen um so we just want to we we like getting exposure for people that need it so uh definitely put the word out there if there's somebody that needs help or struggling or disadvantaged to reach out and they don't have to be incur- formally incarcerated could be just someone that's struggling, someone that's had like, you know, uh, comes from lower SES, uh, uh, poverty stricken levels. We're, you know, we're down for helping whoever doesn't have the network and wasn't blessed with that network, wasn't privileged with the network and resources. Uh, we're there for them, basically. That's so cool, man. This has been awesome. Thank you for for joining the show and for get, getting the word out about Underdog Devs and for starting it up. I think it's it's amazing, and I'm excited to see how it keeps growing and. Uh, all the people that that you're able to to help, and I'm I'm happy to be any part of it that I can. Unfortunately, that part is pretty small right now. Uh, <laughs> but maybe in the future, I can it can grow, and I, I hope we can get some Xcoders involved, either as mentors or even even people like getting started in a in a in a less advantaged position to get them get them going and paired up and get their network built up. So definitely, uh, super definitely. cool. Thank you for having me on and uh, giving me the chance to talk about it. And yeah, you're probably doing us, you're doing us a huge favor just by doing that, Jared. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure, man. Thanks. uh, Thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to you again next month.